How is it going, everyone? My name is Reagan Harrell. Welcome and thank you tuning in to episode one of Suncast podcast covering the Sun Conference. Uh, just a little bit about myself. I'm from a small town, Leesburg, Georgia, near Albany. If any of y'all know where that's at either, about three hours south of Atlanta. Uh, right now, I play football at Weber International University. I'm the punter there. I also have the privilege of being able to call mostly baseball games, but some other spring sports as well, being the broadcaster, play-by-play, whatever floats your boat. Uh, I guess spend a lot of time with the baseball team, does really well there at Weber. Uh, I am a warrior at heart, obviously going to maybe have a slight bias towards Weber, but honestly, this podcast is going to be covering the Sun Conference. I'll try to keep most of my bias out of it so everybody can enjoy and whatnot. Uh, just hopping right into it, tell you all a little, about, a little bit what I want to do with this podcast. It'll be twice a week, probably Thursday or Friday, other episodes coming out, maybe around Tuesday, maybe Monday. I don't know. We'll see. We're just in the beginning stages of this ordeal but um yeah i want to cover what's happening uh in the sun conference what's already happened uh review give some shout outs to players that have done well in their respective sports and then give a preview and predictions on upcoming events and also get interviews with people across the sun conference the athletes in it coaches even athletic directors if they'd like to come on voice their opinion about their awesome universities here from Kaiser to Weber, St. Thomas, Southeastern, all the way up in Georgia with SCAD and whoever all wants to come on in. Even, I guess, USCB, South Carolina deserves a little bit of sun love as well. So today's episode, we're going to have a really awesome interview, awesome guest pitcher for Weber International University, Xavier Rodriguez. Have an awesome interview with him lined up. That will be at the end of today's episode. So don't really want to recap what's been going on. Today is March, I believe, 16th. Yeah, March 16th. Uh, no need going all the way back to tell y'all what's been going on since January. Uh, so instead of that, I'm going to give some predictions on all the way at the end of our season. I'm going to try to guess and predict what the ultimate championship games will be for baseball, softball, give outright winners, in uh, track and field and so on and so forth with that and then we'll do a little look ahead what's happening this weekend have baseball starting up its region play Ave with Weber Thomas taking on the number one team in the nation Southeastern and then probably the best series in the entire NAIA St. Thomas and Kaiser get into it with softball too they're starting up Coastal Georgia's taking on Kaiser, a bunch of other teams. They're starting their season, beach volleyball, and some flag football happening this weekend. But before we get started with that, we'll just go ahead and jump right in to what I think is going to happen at the very end of the year and talk about some of these awesome teams. Let's start off with baseball. Baseball, there, it seems like there's one team in the Sun Conference that, has, that is heads and heels over everybody, but I got news for the boys in Lakeland South. Eastern, there are three other teams in the Sun Conference that are dangerous and have legit shot. Actually, four other teams, when I think about it. St. Thomas, they're ranked 11th in the country. They're absolute studs. Then Weber, they're 15th. Obviously, I know a lot about those boys, and we'll talk about that with X a little bit later. Kaiser, they've struggled somewhat, but they've come back. They've come on strong. And then a team I did not really see coming. I saw all four of the Kaisers, Thomas, St. Thomas, 
and obviously Southeastern to be really strong. But Warner has come on, and the boys across the lake, Weber's bitter rivals, they have won 18 straight after starting off 3-6. and six. They're 21-6 and six right now. They're absolutely insane. But you could definitely make a case for all five of those teams to be facing off in the final. Uh, Southeastern led by Gary Laura, though. I don't see a path where they are not one of those two, two teams to make it into the final for baseball. So I'm going to put them there. They're the number one team in the nation. They have the best player in the nation in Gary Laura. They have excellent pitching. They have four guys bat- batting over 400 in their lineup. It, if you put a gun to my head and made me pick a team to win the national championship, it'd be very hard not to say Southeastern. For the other spot, Warner, like I said earlier, they're extremely good. I just want to see them play some stronger competition. Haven't seen them played really too much of anybody besides Weber. They've split with Weber this year. The game they won, they had their ace on the mound. Weber had a little bit of a bullpen game after their first two games of the year. Uh, not to take away credit for the win by Warner. They kicked our butts that day. But I don't really see Warner in the long run competing with St. Thomas, Kaiser, and Weber. Will it down from those three, St. Thomas, they, they're number 11, I believe, right now in the nation. They're going to be extremely hard to beat. And then between Weber and Kaiser, Kaiser's been streaky. They've lost a few games. They probably had no business losing. Uh, looking at their schedule, U- University of Alabama losing two out of three. Flomo, Florida Memorial, they're going to be a team, especially when we get into conference play, that is going to steal a lot of games. And I don't want to say steal. They're a solid team. They're going to take games. You wouldn't expect them to win. Uh, then they got blown out by Warner at home. Ave, a loss. Ave is another up-and-down team. We see Weber take them on. Uh, love to, I'd like to see my Warriors take at least two out of three, if not sweep. The Gyrenes, we'll see what happens in uh, in uh, no, it's in Babson. We'll see what happens in Babson Park this weekend, and we'll get a good idea between St. Thomas and Kaiser. We'll get into that a little bit more in the preview. That's huge game, huge series. Get a little preview there, but I think it's going to be the Weber International University Warriors taking on Southeastern in the Sun Conference title. Xavier Rodriguez, Casey Lawson, Dawson Young. The outlaw Dylan Martin, that pitching staff, and getting into that bullpen, Ray Rodriguez, TJ Lopez. It, it's, in my opinion, the best pitching staff and bullpen, pitching up top to bottom, best pitching and bullpen combined in the Sun Conference. Agree with me, disagree with me. This is my podcast. DM me on Instagram, Suncast Podcast. Give it a follow first, and then we can, we can go talk. But in the lineup for this Weber Warriors, it's 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 legit top to bottom they don't ha- there's not a miss in this starting nine for Weber obviously this is a team I know most uh could talk about them all the entire podcast if I wanted to obviously won't do that and is this a little bit of bias is this a homer maybe but I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that Weber is top two in the Sun Conference and that leads us to the baseball Sun Conference final Southeastern and my Weber International University Warriors and West Palm Beach. Beautiful, beautiful stadiums there. And I think when you give the opportunity for this Weber pitching staff to go up against the, the lineup that is Southeastern, 
as good good of a matchup as I think you'll be able to see in the entire country, entire NAIA. You line up a pitching staff versus a lineup, I'm not sure you find a better one. Um, Tennessee Wesleyan may have something to say about that. I'll let my guys over at NAIA Ball, another great podcast for y'all to go listen to that covers baseball across the entire NAIA. Give me the Warriors. Give me my Weber Warriors winning the Sun Conference this year. Like it, don't like it, Southeastern. They might use this as billboard material. Hey, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going against this team that reminds me a lot of the Atlanta Braves. This dugout is electric. Pitching staff shut down. And they just had a series against Georgia Gwinnett. The first real well, – I'm not going to say real – the first real test was Faulkner University. They went up to Alabama, swept them. And against GGC, the defending national champions, number five in the country right now, they had a 6-2 lead heading into the eighth inning, uh, blew that one, ended up being a four-hour and 41-minute game, lost it in the 12th inning. And then game one, Dylan, the outlaw Martin, had the best pitching performance by a college pitcher I think I've ever seen in my life. Nine shutout innings, 12 strikeouts, 148 pitches. The lefty was insane he was legit and honestly if he doesn't have that outing i'm not sure in fact i know i know for a fact i'm crowning southeastern champions but i think this pitching staff it's gotten deep enough um the bullpen is legit kenny rodriguez christian martin at the top of that lineup they're doing well thing we can get our full lineup as good as the top which obviously isn't the case but our bottom of the lineup is as good as anybody else's in the entire Sun Conference. So, I like Weber winning that. We'll go on to softball now, and let's be honest, if you cover softball, you know this is Coastal Georgia's to lose. They are 17-1, and I believe, coming in. I'll check that here in a second, but Coastal Georgia has been the best team in the Sun Conference. They, I believe they're number 10 in the nation right now. Yeah, they're number 10 in the nation right now. Uh, what the head coach for Coastal Georgia name is slipping away from me. I'm sure I'll remember it here. And just, yeah, there it is. All right, Mike Minnick. What he has done since taking over as Coastal Georgia's head coach in 2014 is insane. Just give you all the uh, records since 2014. He started 13 and 30, and then 9 and 32 in 2015. Fast forward, excuse, yeah, 2015. Fast forward 2019. He's 28 and 19. 14 and 5 between 2020 and they're 17 and 1 right now. So I really like Coastal Georgia winning this. Who who they will face in the Sun Conference uh, championship? Not entirely sure. I like Weber's Weber's women have come on very strong. Uh, they've turned a corner since the beginning of the year. Thomas is really strong. They're 13 and 6. Um, USC you yeah, USCB the Sharks they're doing well. I, I think it really comes up between Thomas and Weber. Weber's pitching a lot like their baseball team has done very well, but I'm not going to be a homer once again. I'll probably take Thomas going and respectfully probably get their butts whooped against Coastal Georgia. They're just too good. As soon as my computer stops being so slow, we'll talk a little bit more about Coastal Georgia. I had all their stats here. But – as is, they're strong. We'll wait for that. We'll just talk about them later when we get into the weekend preview. And then we go into women's beach volleyball. Um, 
you know, I had Weber for the longest. They've looked really good. I thought it was a lot like with softball. It was Weber's to lose, but Mobile's come along. Mobile, they're, they I'm not sure what other sports they play in the Sun Conference, but looking at them, they have a very solid chance of winning the conference this year. And also Warner, Warner I thought would be a lot better, but just haven't, have not figured it out. Southeastern, Ave Maria, they're probably right up there with Weber. In fact, they are. I don't know a whole lot about beach volleyball. I've I just done some stats. I'll watch it more so I can cover it a little bit better. Uh, I think it'll be between Weber and Ave. And if Weber's women's are on their top gear and beating people how I know they will and can, I believe they'll win. If Ave catches them slipping, though, Ave's going to have a legit shot. I'm going to give the nod to Weber to take on the women's beach volleyball. Uh, we've covered softball, baseball, what other ones? We have tennis. Tennis. Well, let's go ahead and talk about tennis, men's and women's, and men's and women's golf. Uh, let's just be brutally honest. This is Kaiser. This is all Kaiser. I don't know who's going to go in there. I'd make probably Southeastern with both. We'll have decent shots, but it's it's all Kaiser. Kaiser will win. I, all the, they'll sweep golf more than likely. They're going to sweep tennis. Uh, sorry, DJ, my buddy. I hit a Weber, real good friend, DJ Dopkins. Uh, they're both just so freaking good uh, at it. And that kind of – that's my humble predictions for the Sun Conference Championships. I'm sure there will be some upset people by it. But, hey, like I said, DM me on the Instagram. All right. So let's just go ahead and transition into our weekend preview. All right, starting off with baseball, uh, we'll start off with Warner. They don't play anybody else in the Sun Conference. As we open up Sun Conference play, they actually get the weekend off. They will play Friday, though, We and we'll talk about them a little bit more. Just Trey Woosley, you know, he's done an amazing job. They, Logan Flood, Josh Strickland, Casey Mawini, uh, I think I butchered that. And either way, uh, they shouldn't have any trouble. They should win both those games and prove a 23-6 and six on the year before they get back up with us in Sun Conference play. Next, we have Weber taking on Ave. I already talked a pretty good bit um, about Weber. Tell you a little bit about the Gyrenes. They're led by Jose Gonzalez. He's batting 398. A few home runs, 30 RBIs. They're a solid team. Ave's a solid team. Unfortunately for Ave, they are in the best conference in the NAI in baseball, and they're probably the sixth best team, respectfully. I mean, and don't get me wrong about it. They, they are a really, really strong team. You put them in at least four, probably four or five conferences. In the NAI, they'll, they're top two or three, probably winning the whole dead gum thing. They're running into a buzzsaw right now against Weber, uh, Xavier Rodriguez, who we're going to have an interview with later. He is dealing with a blister on his middle finger. I talked to him today. He said he looks like he's going to be good to go with that. And then they're also going to be taking on Dylan and the re- and I forget who the other pitcher is probably going to be for the Warriors. So best of luck to Ave as they take on Weber. They have some really good pitching as well. They actually – have four guys, no, excuse me, five guys with a sub 
three ERA. They're led by Carlos Vega on the mound. He hasn't pitched a whole lot, only four and two-thirds registered innings, but still very good. Starting pitcher, who I believe we'll see game one, will be Cameron uh, Hohner. He's boasting a 2.84 ERA. I'm not going to give predictions on the series or anything like that. I think Weber will do well. Ave is a great test before we take on the likes of Kaiser, St. Thomas, and Southeastern. But Ave's going to put up a fight, and if Weber doesn't bring their A game, then Ave will definitely take one or two, or I'd be shocked if they swept Weber. But we'll see what happens. Going on from there, Florida Memorial takes on USCB. Uh, I believe that series is going to be played up in South Carolina. So, nope, it will actually be played in Miami. Okay, so the USCB boys will get out of the cold for a little bit, head down to South Beach. I'm sure they will greatly appreciate that. I said earlier in the show, Florida Memorial is a very sneaky team, and that's because they have beaten Geyser, they've beaten Weber, they've beaten Warner, just to show how strong this conference is in baseball, top to bottom. And definitely not trying to say that Flomo is a bottom team because uh, the, there's no bad teams playing baseball in the Sun Conference. Just put it like that. Best conference for baseball, without a doubt. But USCB, like a lot of other teams, they have a ton of pop at the top of their lineup. Five, excuse me, six guys batting over 300. That might actually be most in the Sun Conference. I'll have to confirm that later. Some good pop at the top there with... Lindy Castro, who's batting 386, leading the team in home runs and RBIs. Florida Memorial Memorial Baseball, they rely on their bats as well a good bit. Um, wait for the stats to load up on them. Uh, also for the Sharks lineup, Ryan, uh, excuse me, Kyron, Kyron, Kyron Russ, he's batting 354. He's strong at the top. Probably on the mound, game one for USCB will be uh, – uh, what's his name? There it is, Scott Matthews. Um, USCB, that's their Achilles heel on the mound. They're in a lot of high-scoring games. If their bats are on, they're really on. If they're not, it's going to be a tough day for the Sharks. Uh, with Flomo, top of their lineup, unbelievably strong. Rodney Javier, 435, just another guy here in the Sun Conference batting over 400. Uh, Junior Sanchez as well batting 358, pair of home runs. Flomo's not going to kill you with their power. In fact, they only have a pair of guys bat with multiple home runs on the year. But they play good baseball. They play smart baseball. Uh, solid pitching led behind the arms of Isis. Oh, Lord. His last, I, I, I practiced his last name before. Esprit Santos. There we go. Something like that. Um Sorry, no, I butchered that, but hey, you're nasty on the mound. Your name's a little nasty to say, too. Uh, he's coming out of the bullpen some. Uh, he's been strong. Max Sharnan, uh, he is boasting a 281 ERA. Uh, respectfully, these are probably two of the lower teams in the NAI, excuse me, not NAI, but in the Sun Conference, but both extremely strong teams who will be taking games from the top, as Florida Memorial already has. Uh, then we had to Thomas taking on Southeastern up in Georgia. Shout out my Georgia boys, the Nighthawks. Unfortunately, you're playing the best team in the NAIA 
who could beat a handful of Division One programs. Just looking at some of the stats for Southeastern, it's it's honestly jaw dropping. Isaac Nunez, four twenty five. Brian Fuentes, four forty. Abdiel Guadalupe, four fifty one. And then obviously Gary Laura, who's on the fast track of Player of the Year. Yeah, they're all batting over four hundred. Seven home runs for Luis uh, Cabrera. Seven for Nunez. Nine for Fuentes. Eleven for Guadalupe, and ten. For Gary Laura, who started off with 10 early. I'm surprised he doesn't have more. They have speed. They have power. They have pitching. If Weber, if my prediction earlier, if Weber falls short to Southeastern, it would not be the most surprising thing in the world. Look, this fire team is legit. We just talked about their batting. You can look at their pitching staff. I mean, these numbers are, like, actually insane. Rob Adams, he's boasting a .24 ERA in 37 innings. He's only given up 17 hits, one run, seven walks, 58 strikeouts. Those are criminal numbers. Mr. Adams, you should be in jail for that. And they have two other guys with sub-two ERAs as well. I still believe Weber's pitching staff is as good, if not better, than the fire. And just something's telling me we – We'll have their number when the time comes. But, Lord, this Southeast, this Southeastern Fire team, they're the national champion favorites for a reason. Best of luck to Thomas this weekend as they take on the number one team. Uh, and that's going to lead us into the game of the weekend across all sports here in the Sun Conference, NAIA game of the week. It's the Kaiser Seahawks hosting the St. Thomas Bobcats. And if Weber's not taking on Southeastern and the uh, conference championship game, it will be one of these two. Tim Burchard, he's batting 491. He's right up there. He actually – he's going to have a legit shot here at the end of the year through conference play to knock off Gary Laura and hold that conference – or excuse me, National Player of the Year award. We'll just see if they give – Odds are not at the end of the regular season. Southeastern will be the number one team. We'll see if they give the nod to him for that. Either way, we're talking about uh, St. Yeah, Thomas taking on Kaiser. Uh, on the mound for the Seahawks starting off, most likely will be uh, – oh, where is he? There he is. Uh, Garrett Riaz and Caleb Williams. Not sure who else uh, – who will be behind those two. They're both – they both have sub three ERAs. Um, they take on St. Saint Tom- Saint Thomas team. They have a pair of guys batting over 400. Robin Fernandez, Ezekiel Valdez. This series is going to be as tight as it gets. I don't see either of the three games going, uh, being blowouts, being more than two, three run games. Uh, Bobcat pitching, it's been extremely strong this year. It's right up there with numbers similar to Kaiser's, not quite on that Weber and Southeastern level, but Richard Sanchez has been very strong. They don't throw their guys a whole lot. I like that, how their uh, entire pitching staff is pretty even when you look at innings pitched. In fact, they don't have anybody that's pitched over 27 innings. Crosby uh, Brighthurst being the most. He has a five-even ERA. And, again, I think that's what separates Weber and Southeastern from Kaiser and St. Thomas. I believe the pitching staff for both 
RJ and Warner too, just throwing them in there because they they are nationally they're twenty fifteen the nation. They're extremely good. They're probably the hottest team in the NAIA right now on that eighteen game winning streak. Uh, but back to the Kaiser St. Thomas series, it could go either way. I think I don't think there'll be a sweep. I believe they'll split the first two games, and then when they come to it with game two Saturday, uh, it's going to be a coin toss. It's going to be a dogfight, both very passionate teams, and we'll just see how the cookies crumble with that. Moving on from baseball, we'll get in to beach volleyball. We have Warner, Florida Memorial taking on one another. Um, like I said, don't know a ton about beach volleyball. Um, I know there are teams in the Sun Conference that are really, really good, and there are some teams in the Sun Conference that struggle a little bit. Weber's taking on St. Thomas. Expect our ladies to do well there. And then Ave and Southeastern, who are two of the top three teams for sure in the Sun Conference. They play each other over at beautiful Ave Maria's campus. Um, honestly, don't have enough information to tell you who will go where. Promise that will be a sport. I will try to learn a little bit better. But moving on from beach volleyball, we head into softball. and We'll start off with Kaiser, who I thought would have a little bit better of the season. And you look at their numbers, you would think they would be above 500. Unfortunately for them, they are not. They have six ladies batting over 300 on the year. They're pitching uh, that's been their main downfall. Uh, only Lizzie Small is has an ERA under three, and they are running into a buzzsaw this weekend. They take on Coastal Georgia with Kayla Rowell, McCall Merritt, and Sarah Thinger. They're all batting over 400 on the year. Uh, pair of home runs for uh, Rowell. Peacock and Jones on Coastal Georgia, they're a wagon. And Kaiser, I'd like to see them get bad when the Seahawks are good. It just seems like it makes everything in that entire conference good. For whatever reason, Kaiser's always going to have the biggest target on their back. That is what it is, unfortunately, for them. In softball this year, they haven't turned the corner when conference play comes around, though, all bets are off. It's a record white clean. We're starting it off. We'll see what happens as they take on Coastal Georgia this weekend. And we head over to Weber, welcoming and Thomas University. Uh, Weber has turned a corner this year. They had a little bit shaky start to the year. Uh, they're now 3-0 and in conference. They're 17-7 and on the year. And they started off 2-7. and It looked like it was going to be a rough year for our ladies in Babson Park, but they have turned things around beautifully. Uh, Kelsey Friend out in, and I believe she plays uh, center field for us. She has had a great turnaround this year. Uh, Mary uh, Maggard, though, at first base and shortstop for the Warriors, batting 426. She has done amazing. She's leading us in extra base hits. She has eight doubles, three triples. She's done awesome. Uh, as for Thomas University, Cameron Rosario has come on to be uh, huge for the Nighthawks. She's batting over 400 for them. No home runs yet for, in fact, not a lot of home runs up and down the Nighthawk lineup, but a lot of good averages. I'd love to see our ladies keep 
the pedal to the metal in Babson Park, but they're going to have a real test with Thomas coming down to Florida enjoying some of the warm weather. Ave and Southeastern, they are taking on each other again, just like in beach volleyball. They play in softball. The fire led by Jamie Mead and Erica Stahl. They're both batting over 400 on the year. Stahl with three home runs, 18 RBIs, and perfect on stolen bases. Uh, speaking of stolen bases for the fire, Riley Sanders has 17. She has not been caught. Madison Williams, she has 17 attempts. She has only been caught once. So the fire on are on fire on the base pass, and we'll see how the gyrenes will be able to handle that. Morgan Grimm and Mar Marissa Mackay, they're both playing well. Nobody over 400, but the gyrenes pitching, led by Alyssa Bollinger. Uh, it, it'll be a great series, uh, both teams battling it out with Weber for that second spot in the Sun Conference right behind Coastal Georgia. And wrapping us up in softball in the Sun Conference, Warner University travels down to Miami Gardens to take on the St. Thomas Bobcats. These are two teams, their season's not going exactly how they want it to go, but both very solid teams with a lot of pride. Bobcats led by Sophia uh, Negron. She's batting 333 on the year, no home runs, couple triples though. Only two home runs actually on the entire Bobcat pitching staff. It's going to be a lineup, but on their pitching staff, they have Erica Winter, one of the better pitchers in the Sun Conference with the 1.86 ERA, 4-1 on the year. Uh, Got to say, St. Thomas will likely win whatever game she is in the circle for the Bobcats. As for Warner... They are led by seniors Jada Cruz and Kelly Dreyer, both batting over 400 on the year. Dreyer, 426. Cruz right behind her at 422. And then Ashton Owen, five home runs, 16 RBI. She's batting 364 for the Royals. Heading over to their pitching staff, Madeline Morton has done an outstanding job for the Royals. She has a 2.6 ERA. This is going to be another great series in the Sun Conference. Uh, it's about as split as it can get. Best of luck to both. Women's tennis is going to be a really good matchup. Southeastern's taking on Coastal Georgia. Not sure who will be between the or opposite sides of the nets for Coastal Georgia and Southeastern up in Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, best of luck to whoever's playing that one. And then in men's tennis, they play each other as well. St. Thomas takes on Atlantis University. And that just about wraps us up for action in the Sun Conference. There isn't any flag football looks like happening this weekend. Uh, actually, St. Thomas is taking on Florida Atlantic University Division I team in Miami Gardens. Best of luck to St. Thomas there. And that actually reminds me, I did not do a prediction for, I don't, Actually, I don't think there's a necessarily a championship. Maybe there is. Maybe there is, and I'll get with the Weber coach. Shout out Coach Molesky about that. Um, I know Kaiser was extremely good, but Warner has taken a ton of disrespect after they were ranked fifth in the coaches' poll, and they have they have shown their tails on the field. Uh, can't remember the name of the young lady. Don't have. Flag football stats right in front of me. Wasn't prepared. My apologies. She scored like 12 touchdowns. 
last week for Warner. As much as I don't like to give a ton of love for that team across the lake, I think I'm going to give them the nod to win conference. Uh, Weber's going to turn things around. They were ranked second. They struggle a little bit. They're getting some players back from injury. Kaiser, they are obviously probably the best team, but I'm not going to give them all the conference titles after I gave them like four earlier. So I'm going to say it's going to come down to Kaiser and Warner. St. Thomas is going to have something to say about that. Flag football, if you don't watch women's flag football, it has been extremely competitive in the Sun Conference. And honestly, this is probably behind baseball for the hardest sport to decide, okay, this is the team that will win. I think Warner, they, they have the hot hand now. Long season ahead, though, and that's for an all sports. And that's going to do it for everything that I have to say by myself. Uh, didn't say it earlier in the podcast, but I am open to looking for a co-host. I would actually love to find a good co-host. There are a lot, and I mean a lot of people at Weber who would be awesome for the job. Guys on my football team, they're baseball players, lacrosse players that come to mind that would be awesome for a co-host. However, this is the Suncast, not the Warrior Pulse podcast. If you're a Weber Warrior and you haven't listened to that, there are some awesome episodes. Ray does a great job, and I forget the other young lady that does it, but there, it's, a, it's a great podcast. Either way, I'm looking for somebody in the Sun Conference that goes to maybe Warner, uh, Thomas, St. Thomas, Flomo, Kaiser, Southeastern, just so we have someone outside of Weber International University. But that's going to do it for me, just talking by myself. And we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview with Xavier Rodriguez. One last time, thank you so much for listening to episode one. I know it was a little bit rough, but we can only grow and get better. And here's the interview with Big X. All right, and we are back on the Suncast podcast. I am here with Xavier Rodriguez, Big X, the ace of the Weber Warriors staff. X, how you doing today, baby? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Just finished up practice. Uh, glad to come over here and see if we can get this in. Yes, sir. Just uh, So this is the day after uh, we recorded the podcast yesterday. That's my dog, Scooter, knocking over X's water bottle. Scooter's about to get kicked out of the booth. Um so we do want to wish everybody happy St. Patrick's Day, all those who celebrate and whatnot. So everybody's going to celebrate responsibly tonight, especially at Weber International University's campus, probably heading over to P&J's, I imagine, Nickel Beer Night. I'm sure everybody's going to have a safe, fun time there. X, just talk, just tell me a little bit about you. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself, man. Um, well, I was born and raised in Tampa, Florida. I've uh, been playing baseball my whole life. As I was telling you earlier, I played a little yep. bit of a TBYFL football, um, but I had to hang the cleats up on that one. Uh, baseball was clearly where my future was at. I think you made a solid choice. <laughs> uh, played varsity baseball all four years of high school. Uh, went to JUCO out of high school at Lake Sumter, where I pitched at. I played a little bit of infield, but pitching was mostly my, my go-to. Uh, transferred to HCC, didn't play much there due to ineligibility. Um, came to Weber last year, finally got back on the field uh, since 2018, so it's been a long wait. A uh, little rocky last year, uh, personally, and uh, this year, uh, back on track. I uh, think we're up to my 
my level of uh, competition and level of talent, um, but always striving to get better. I'd say four and one on the year. I don't know exactly how many strikeouts you have on my stats in front of me, but I, I do know you have a sub two ERA. I'd say things are going a lot better for you. I'll give you that, man. Uh, and it just from this year to last year, I got to say the entire Weber Warrior team has made a huge leap. And I believe we were around, what, 500 last year? Yeah, we finished 28 and 24 last year. Okay, so yeah, just four games over 500. We're currently 20 games or 19 games over 500. Hopefully we'll make that 20-plus games over as we take on Ave this weekend. Just uh, the leap that Weber's taken from 2021 to 2022, what has been the big change in that? Um, I would say the the most – relevant thing was everyone's bought in this year we came into this season with uh all on the same page all on all with a plan uh we had a goal in mind and everyone's just working day in and day out to achieve that and live up to not only the expectation we have for ourselves but that coach martin has for us and we know that we need to put in work day in and day out to achieve what we want and it all starts with the guy at the head of it Um, he expects nothing but the best not just from us but from every uh everyone on the coaching staff and it, it's best. been there. He, he wants the best out of me, too. Yeah, in the absolutely. Yeah. He's just a guy that yeah. he'll push you to be the best, not only on the field, but off the field. And results are finally starting to pay off, and everyone's just flowing the right way. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I was expecting um, when I got in the booth watching y'all being able to call y'all's game, which has been a blessing and nothing. So, you guys have been awesome to call for this year. I was thinking we're going to be a solid team. You know, we'll see what happens. But, geez, I mean – it's like every game I call them, I sit down and I'm like, all right, let's see how we're going to win this game. Is it going to be a close win that yeah. we go into the bottom of the seventh or the bottom of the ninth if we're, it's just a one game instead of a doubleheader? Or is it going to be one of those games where we throw you or uh, the outlaw or even a guy like Casey Lawson, who I, I – mean, those are two lefties. I did not see the production coming into the year. They have been shut down, especially Dylan, the outlaw Martin. Just you talk about the rest of your staff, especially Dylan. His last outing as GGC. Um, Dylan, Dylan's a cool story. You look at last year; he got called up off the JV team, kind of the very beginning of spring. Um, kid's a hard worker, man. Day in and day out, he shows up ready to work. He knows exactly what he needs to do. Um, Outlaw's going to be something serious. Uh, you look at him; he's only a freshman on the field. Oh wow! Yeah, so he has he, he has some time. He's very young. Um, kid has a lot of talent. Um, like you said, Casey Lawson, you look at Casey last year, didn't really pitch much for us. Like I said, it's just back to that, having that goal in mind and working day in and day out to get better. And uh, we'll just go on from the staff to the starting nine. You know, a guy like you that has had a lot of success this year, I didn't know exactly how much run prediction, and I saw a stat that's like you're averaging seven, or that lineup's averaging seven. Just top to bottom, it does. There's not an easy out. No, I mean, you see Brian usually around Brian Eusebio that eight nine spot, and then we start with either it's Ian or Dre, Christian, Kenny at the top, and it just seems like everybody in between. Even guys like Jacob Bluffstone who just turn it on, especially against left-handed pitching. Yeah. Just what what do you say when you know I can go out on the mound, even if I give up two, three, four runs, I know I have guys step into the batter's box that are fight and battle, get back with me. Um, It's easy to go out there with a lot of confidence knowing that those guys have your back. Um, Not even just offensively. uh, they very solid defensive team. Oh, yeah. 
Um, even the guys on the bench, uh, they can come off and produce offensively and defensively. Um, you really don't have to think too much when you're on the mound knowing your guys got you. Um, the lineup is insane. We have guys that have a lot of talent, a lot of bat-to-ball skill. Um, like you said, averaging, what, six, seven runs a game? Yeah, I mean, for, just for you alone. Yeah, set, like I set. said, it's just easy. Um, not a, they take the pressure off. Yeah. Uh, just go out there, do your thing with a lot of confidence, and good things will happen when you got guys like that behind you. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Kenny it was a guy at the beginning of the year that I knew was going to be a leader, and obviously this year he's been one of the top hitters in the lineup. Uh, another thing that you said earlier was the fielding defensively. Watching y'all at the beginning of the year, I was like, okay, the lineup, obviously it, it's legit. Mm-hmm. The rotation, it's not as deep as maybe we wanted, but it's very solid. We've got guys like TJ and Ray and uh, Dawson in the bullpen who are going to hold things down for us. Absolutely. But the one thing that I wanted to see is he's getting some love from <laughs> Scooty right here. He's just checking them out. But anyways, uh, the one thing I really wanted to see y'all improve on was fielding defensively. I felt like there were a couple of times that made games a lot closer than they needed to be, and it cost us a couple of times earlier in the season and it cost us against Georgia Gwinnett again you know that's a tough suit tough tough game one mm-hmm. uh go out and win game two but the way that y'all have improved just from the beginning of the year to our last time uh seeing y'all take on big competition with Gwinnett before we head into the Sun Conference play that's been something that I've really enjoyed seeing the improvement defensively has that just been something building confidence on or is it a big coaching that coach Martin uh it's like inside. Okay, we gotta get this fixed right now. Is what what has changed that since the beginning of the year? Um, it's a little bit of both. Uh, defensively, a lot of times it comes with just repetition, especially in game repetition, because you could always go through slow drills on practice days, and when you get to game days, you a lot of stuff speeds up. You have runners that are running 100 percent down the bases. You got balls that are coming a lot harder than just off practice bats. Um, but a lot of it has could just come with repetition. And if you, as like you said, like you look at our defense. From the beginning of the year, it was a little shoddy, but um, you look at it now and it's very sound, very solid. Um, and as a pitcher, it's like I said, it's very easy to just compete in the zone, let them put the ball in play and trust those guys to make plays. And a lot of in-game repetition because we're always taught to fill the zone up, let your defense work. Yeah. And they're doing that. They're working. And it's proven on a defensively stand day in and day out. Uh, something else, else I said earlier in the podcast, and uh, I, I picked y'all to win the Sun Conference and uh, against Southeastern. And part of that was because uh, Dylan going out and having the performance he had. It's like, okay, Dylan's arrived. That's that next piece we needed. Mm-hmm. But in his performance, he had 148 pitches. And a lot of coaches would not let their guys go out there and ride. I love the coach – Colin Martin did that, and is that just something you see your coach do that and you realize, okay, if I have my stuff on the mound, he's not going to pull a Blake Snell and pull me in a, <laughs> in a pivotal moment. Yeah. Is that just a huge confidence boost for y'all? Well, it's funny you say that because Dylan actually came in, I believe it was in after his seventh inning of work, and he was already at like 100, 110 pitches, yeah. and Coach Martin asked him, he was like, how are you feeling? And Dylan straight up told him, he's like, I'm on another planet right now, don't take me out. Mm. And when... <laughs> You have a guy come in saying that, especially after game one where I go down and it essentially turns into a bullpen game. You have a lot of guys that come in and start getting involved in the game. Absolutely. Um, When you have a guy come in saying like that and obviously going out there and pitching with confidence against a very good competitive team, 
with the very good stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With very good stuff. Um, it's very hard to, for you to take him out. Like you said, like a Blake Snell where he's doing his thing. It's very tough. Yeah. And that was just a big, big play by Dylan. Um, like I said, he's the ultimate competitor. Kid's a stud. He will be a dude for years to come. Yeah. I'm um, very excited. Yeah, absolutely. Here. He's just a freshman. We got yeah. him for longer than even I'll be here at Weber. But um, you know, you look at what happened with Gwinnett. That was, I mean, the duel between Tuck Tucker and that outlaw, two lefties who were mowing through a strikeout, strikeout. I don't absolutely. There, there was, I think, through seven innings, I think one threat by each yep. team. And I said around the, I think it was between the fifth and the sixth. I said in the booth. Whoever gets pulled first, yeah. that's who is going to lose this game. And both guys had their stuff. I believe Tuck got pulled after the seventh inning. Yep. Eighth inning, Angel Diaz hits one to the right side. Kenny Rodriguez comes around, and that's it. And that was a that was a thing that us us pitchers told Dylan was just to keep going out there. Your defense and your hitters are going to come through for you. Oh yeah, keep going out there with confidence. And as you guys see, he did ends up winning pitcher of the week for NAI. Not even just for the Sun Conference for all of NAI. Well deserved. Um, absolutely, seven in, or nine innings, twelve Ks against the defending champs shutout. I mean, yeah. how can you not? Yeah, I uh, I talked with the guy that runs the NAI ball uh, Instagram just some mm-hmm. back and forth, especially with the. Gwinnett deal. Yeah. We, we were talking about um, the tweet and all that, but anyways, he uh, him and he posted on NAI ball pitcher of the week, player of the week. I just slipped and said Dylan Martin, no explanation needed. Yeah, and sure enough, it, a lot of us. They also posted on Twitter um, where they have like this little note poll thing where yeah. people can go in and vote. Yeah, and as a team, I mean, it's yeah. how can you not vote for your guy, especially oh, after you see what he did and. Like you said, it was just well-deserved. I truthfully don't think that there was anybody better than him this week. And no, I mean, I don't know if you could find a better performance this season. I don't think so. Against, excuse me, against a lineup that's averaging 360? Yeah. <laughs> the defending champs. Yeah, like who it. just put up a 12-spot the game before. Yep. It wasn't a 12-inning game, but still a 12-spot, so a 10-spot, however it was. I mean, it was awesome. So... We're here through the season. We're what twenty four and twenty six and five. So yep. okay, so we are actually twenty games over. We'll just we'll go on that this weekend. So now's when the real season. Obviously, yeah. this is when it's time to focus in. We're past it. We've played conference play, but you know, Sunday conference weird. We have the first series two weeks of more non conference. It's just Florida teams and USCB and Thomas, but it is Sun Conference. Yeah. It is Sun Conference. I am so excited. It is going to take up the meat of the Suncast podcast. Like it, don't like it. This baseball is the king. This, I've said it earlier. I'm saying it again. I'm going to keep saying it. The Sun Conference is the best conference for baseball. No doubt. I in, think so. In, in my opinion. And if you want to disagree, agree, well, Follow Suncast on Instagram and follow me, and we can talk about it. Anyways, we're heading to the season. What are the expectations, especially y'all being so hot, and you know how good everybody is from Warner that's right up the lake, Lakeland just north, and then Kaiser and uh, St. Thomas down south. What's the mindset, and who do you think is the best matchup for y'all heading in? Um, nothing changes for us. Uh, like I said, we got a lot of confidence. Love we know that. the work in. We put day in and day out. We know what we're able to bring to the table. Um, on game day um, it's just it, it's business as usual obviously there's very good competition within our conference um, but from a mentality standpoint nothing changes it's just go out do your job uh, go to work and 
let the chips fall where they may, to be honest. Because, like I said, when we feel when, when we play to the best of our ability and play as a team, we feel confident that we'll end up on the better side of it, Absolutely. no matter who we play. And yeah. like you said, uh, Southeastern is the number one team in the country. You got Kaiser down there. You got Warner down there. Um, you got St. Thomas in there. Um, that are all nationally ranked teams and well-deserved because, like I said, there's a lot of talent within this conference. But um, for us, it's it's go out and do your thing, and we know the work we put in is going to end up helping us come out victorious. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that's just another reason that our listeners, y'all are wondering, well, I don't know, I think St. Thomas may have a better chance. I think everybody agrees that Southeastern's top two in the summer. Absolutely. Conference. There's a lot of talent there in Lakeland. It's, yeah, I mean, enough said. But people are going to disagree who, what that other top two team in the Sun Conference is. I'm putting my money on Weber, not just to be top two. I think you guys when So remind me again exactly. They're getting to a championship. Or how does it work? It's best two out of three or kind of like a round-robin deal? At the conference tournament? The conference. Best two out of three, right? Uh, so what happens at the conference tournament is I know the top team in, at the end of the year in conference gets an automatic bid to regionals. Okay. At the tournament, it's a double elimination. Um, and I believe it's just win until you lose two. Okay. So kind of like a round robin. Kind of. So will Southeastern, let's assume Southeastern finishes the regular season number one in some conference. They still go to the conference They'll tournament and will play. Tournament, yeah, but absolutely. they have an automatic bid. Regardless. So if they okay. if they win the conference at the end of the year, they get an automatic bid. They go to the conference. They can go 0-2 in the conference but still make regional because they have the automatic bid for winning the conference. But would they be able to host a regional at that point or will they have to go somewhere? That, I don't know how that works. Okay. Not really that in tune with that aspect of it, of hosting. You play who you play with. Yeah, that, I'm Anytime just kind of, yep. I understand. I understand that 100%. Well, um, X, if you got anything else you want to tell the people about Weber, Weber, Weber Baseball, I'm all good on my end. I think we got a great interview here. And we're going about 16 minutes. Perfect, perfect timing, man. If you got anything to add, just keep it on, though. I just want to shout out my guys, man. Like I said, we're, we're very confident in what we bring to the table. Uh, I really feel like we have a good chance. Um, I like the commodity we have on the team, the energy we have on the team. These guys just, they show up to work day in and day out, and that's not going to change no matter how things are going, whether we're up, down, in or out. Um, I like I like the team we have this year, and uh, I'm prepared to do something special with these guys. Hell yeah, baby. I'm set to call it the entire <laughs> the rest of the way. Yes, sir. Uh, that's going to do it for episode one of Suncast. Just want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is just episode one. We're going to get better here. I know it was a little choppy at first, but this is going to be – I think we have a great episode one. and know we have a great interview. X, really appreciate you coming on. and Really appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Episode two will come out probably Tuesday next week. Thanks, and have a great one, everybody. Love you all. Tell them, Scoot. Tell them, Scoot. <laughs>